Hello and welcome to the View from the Ninian. Very special episode of the podcast today. View from the Ninian are on tour. We're on the M6 recording. Got Gareth Baker in the front seat. How's it going, Scott? You right, buddy? All good, thank you, mate. And behind the wheel, our taxi service today is Mr. Paul Grono. Hello. As I'm sure you all know, Youth and Indian are up for the best new content creator at the Football Blogging Awards. Ceremonies tonight, we're en route, we've got the packet of Skittles, we've got wine gums, Milky Way, stars, other sweets are available of course. And we spent some time reflecting on, on the season so far and Gareth obviously a loss on the weekend against Crystal Palace, Cardiff City are down, how do you feel? still eating skittles so you might want to ask Paul alright we'll go we'll go straight to Paul with that one um, surprisingly not too deflated given that you know that's confirmed relegation I think uh, post Fulham I'd kind of resign myself to that fate but it all feels so different this time around it doesn't feel like the club's sort of descending into chaos it feels like if we keep the, the bulk of our players which I think we will that we'll have a really good shot of going straight back up yeah, I think you're right. I, we, we talked earlier, didn't we? And, and I said, Gareth and I recorded um, after the Fulham game, and, and I was particularly deflated, wasn't I, Gareth? And just really negative. You were a bit more optimistic than I, but I think that took away took away the disappointment. So by Saturday, I'd kind of just accepted and was just proud of the team. Yeah, to be honest, I was a bit concerned uh, about you. Uh, you seemed as if I needed to keep a close watch on you because you were pre- you were pretty depressed, mate. But yeah, uh, you know the way I approach supporting Cardiff is I try to be as optimistic as possible. I think it's easy to be a pessimist when it comes to supporting your club. Uh, it doesn't. It's it's not constructive to do that. It doesn't help anyone. You know, you're not helping the players. You're not helping the management. And you're not helping anyone else who supports the club by being negative. So I try and think of an optimistic. Uh, uh, avenue when it comes to Cardiff and to be honest you know we're going down I don't really mind I don't think a lot of Cardiff fans are shouting for Neil Warnock to go and that's quite a unique aspect about our fans and our club situation right now when you um, you know compare and contrast that with the previous Premier League campaign we were very much in dire straits we lost a lot of players or we knew we were going to lose a lot of players so you know after that Palace game it was Unfortunately, we're playing a team with far, far more quality and investment in their side than us. You know, you look at Townsend and Zaha running the show. We didn't stand a chance. And to be honest, I was quite happy to put two past them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right there in that it was the quality that that told, wasn't it? And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Palace were, were a championship side with us. And it shows even clubs like that with you know a few years in the Premier League and the resources that they've got the quality that, that they can get I mean that, that front line of Batshuayi, Zaha, Townsend and Ayu, there's a, a lot of money spent on that and an unbelievable talent and it's one of those games Paul where you just had to resign that they were a better team They really were and it really was a, a class apart, it makes me kind of smile that we had that down as one of the winnable games so to speak we sort of earmarked it as the point that we were all hoping to to leapfrog Brighton back out of the relegation places and when you think about it actually they really were in a different class uh, every time they went forward they looked dangerous uh, Zaha looks at you know back to his best and we certainly didn't see that when he was playing for us for various reasons but um, yeah I, they, they they put us in our place and I don't think whilst we did put two past them one of them was 
uh, kindly <laughs> an own goal <laughs> and um, they didn't seem under too much pressure for too much of the game yeah, and, and there's a couple of, of emotional goodbyes Gareth Aaron Gunnarsson was the one and the one that's kind of gone under the radar is, is Victor Camarasa and a, a premature exit from the game and probably the last the last sort of 20 minutes we'll see of him at the Cardiff City Stadium yeah obviously I do th- I, yeah it has gone under the radar somewhat because Gunnarsson's been at the club for you know eight years I believe and racked up the best part of 300 appearances I think the way Camarasa went out with an injury is kind of like you know it's almost like an anti-climax it's I don't think people really have grasped yet that that is the last time we'll see him play for us and he's only played for us for a season but um, it's almost like if you ask me who's the most talented centre midfielder all-round centre midfielder to ever play for Cardiff City it's Victor Camarazza like he is it's a big shout it is but you know obviously people say people say that you know Pierre Whitnam's our best centre midfielder and stuff like that and he is but is he better than Victor Camarazza I wouldn't say he is. Victor Camaraz is a Premier League quality centre midfielder. I'd like to see Paul, who seems to have said that's a crazy opinion, pick someone better naturally talented and actually performs better than Camaraza. And if I hear it's Jason Kumas, I'm going to open the door while the car's moving. <laughs> if he doesn't say look to more, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I was going to pick Jason Kumas annoyingly. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but what I mean is, in terms of... The way you were talking there, it did bring Kumas to mind because he came in under uh, a short stint and sort of quickly won Bluebird's hearts. And in the championship, yeah, right? no, no, no. You know, you, I understand. I understand what you're saying, and the, the sort of the, the levels were different. But in terms of making such an impact on the on the fan base in such a short space of time, as we were saying earlier, we we weren't really focused on him in, in the opening games of the season. None, none of us really knew anything about him. Um, we were all kind of looking at Arta and so on and he took us by surprise with his quality but we could quickly grew to love him and I feel that there are similarities between him and Kumas in that sense but yeah point taken they were at completely different levels what do you think Scott can you can you try and prove me wrong about Camarazza is there a better more well-rounded and more talented centre midfielder to ever play for Cardiff than Camarazza I think you're probably right, and I think the term "well-rounded" is is the key. Um, Kumas was the one that that sprung to mind, and obviously you've got the likes of, of Rambo, but he was so young when he when he played for Cardiff, so it's impossible almost to put him in that in that bracket. Kumas was was a maverick, wasn't he? And he had that absolute quality of just to do unbelievable stuff. But I agree, Kamras is probably well-rounded, complete midfielder. Probably, and I think one of the things, I mean, I didn't realise until recently, you know, a Spanish under-21 international, I think it was, playing in a side with the likes of Isco and Morata and stuff like that, and, you know, you've got to have something about you to get in that team. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I was thinking about Kumas and Camarasa this morning, actually. Um, I was trying, I was thinking who would go down as Cardiff City's greatest ever loan signing, and, you know, I think it probably would be between those two, do you think? Craig Balmy, full stop. If anyone, oh god, if anyone can say there's a better Cardiff loan signing than Bellamy, I'll set my head on fire. It's, he's, just think about it. Think about the uh, impact Bellamy had on the fan base when he was signed. It was crazy. It was the most feel-good factor that I can remember regarding the signing in Cardiff. So, hundred percent, Craig Bellamy. 
what about Alan Wright? Do you remember that? He was a right back that bowled that was about three foot tall. Do you remember no. him? Oh, oh, no, I, I, don't oh, I thought he was a great boy. <laughs> you're older than me. <laughs> Um, God, you're really flexing your Cardiff City muscles there, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully someone else will remember Alan Wright and uh, and, and get in touch. But as I said the last we've seen of Camarasa and, and the last we'll we'll see at the Cardiff City Stadium at least of, of Aaron Gunnarsson. And shame to to send off on a loss, but you know it's clearly an emotional day for everyone and an emotional day for him and a Bluebirds legend. Would you say? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All for you. 100% non-negotiable yeah definitely so I've seen quite a few people on Twitter saying he's an icon but not a legend which you know that doesn't make sense yeah I, I kind of agree with that but you know comparing to the likes of Cav and, and people like that and saying he's not in the same bracket but for me you know the service that he gave to the club at, at some really difficult times as well you know remember he was kind of the poster boy of the rebrand at one stage wasn't he him and, him and Mark Hudson in the in the red kits um, but you know a great servant and one that will be massively massively missed yeah you know like Aaron Gunnison signed for Malky didn't he and that seems like such a long time ago um, I th- was it in the, even the E Cosway Cardiff City shirts he's, he's worn them all he's played <laughs> with all the managers and you know he joined without a beard and he leaves with a beard uh, no hair and he also leaves us after being probably our most effective international footballer to ever play for us like that's massive like he raised the profile of Cardiff City even just a little bit by captain in Iceland in in the Euros and um, you know I just remember watching Gunnison playing for Iceland and them saying oh and that's you know here's Gunnison Cardiff City's centre midfield yeah. and it's like oh my god like Mark and Messi at one point wasn't he I remember and doing well yeah he's people I don't understand people who don't rate Gunnison as a footballer he's incredible and it's because he's not you know smooth and silky like Camaraza that people don't seem to think that he's an, an incredible footballer but for Cardiff City he's been incredible I think his injury um, injury spells didn't help because he was quite, perhaps in and out of the side um, more than we would have all liked it was often a, he'd have a good run of it and we'd all kind of see the best of him and then probably down to the combative nature of his style of play where he was uh, Mr 100% get stuck in at all angles uh, he'd often find himself sidelined through injury and um, that could be a great source of frustration don't forget and uh, um, Paul Trollope he found it difficult to get in the side Stuart O'Keefe was ahead of him which is easy to forget yeah. and people you know sort of warmed to him and then he went and Gunners was back under, under Malky who's very much referred to him as one of his generals Absolutely, and you know, it's a sad day to, to see him go. I'm sure we'll see him at the at the, Cardiff, at the Man United game as well, away on on Saturday, on the weekend. But a tough tough act to, to replace. And Cardiff in, in general needs a new centre midfield, don't they? Pretty much. And we we talked through a few options, uh, you know, on the way up here. And Will Volk seems to be the one that that stands out a bit. And Ledley's been talked about a lot. And there's been a bit of discussion on on social media about. Ledley in or Ledley out and what, what's your guys thoughts uh, I personally feel um, I, I've, I've written an article about it where you know I spoke about who we should sign instead of Gunnison if we stay in the Premier League and who we should sign if to replace Gunnison if we go down well obviously we now know the reality and my favourite uh, person to replace him would be Aaron Moy of Huddersfield 
I think he's quite a well-rounded um, midfielder that is capable of doing what Gunnison's done. I think he'll drop down to the Championship, though. Well, he's he already is, though, isn't he? He plays for yeah. Huddersfield. But surely there'll be a few Premier League clubs after him. Oh right, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, if someone signs him, I just don't know if someone will, unless it's one of the newly promoted sides. If not, you know, we need to be pulling out all stops to get someone like him or um, Johansson of Fulham again, like someone who can play that deep role effectively. I, I you know, get in Ledley and Bryson as the backup options then. Um, torn over Ledley because um, he's got a love for Cardiff he's got a history here local boy come good um, good servant to the club whilst he was here uh, icon for Wales um, he's sort of synonymous with the Euro 2016 campaign and um, so all of those things go in his favour but he is of an age which gives me cause for concern and he hasn't played competitive football for quite some time so would be certainly a bit ring rusty um, I, I would be more comfortable if we brought him in on as a on a pay as you play type deal, because I think he would be excellent in a dressing room. Yeah. A good, experienced head, someone with the younger players, someone who's been there and done it, played Great in shot. big games. So pay as you play, or with a view to perhaps even moving him in into the coaching side at one stage. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout, and you know I think overall, particularly in that area and and in defence. We've got a few sort of aging players, so it'd be nice to see a few younger players come in as well. And the name that that just comes to mind that we forgot to mention earlier was maybe someone like Ethan Ampadu on on loan, uh, which would be a great and get a, get a Welsh player down the stadium. There's absolutely. I, I mean, I, I was speaking to this about uh, to a friend who was Manchester United. He asked me who we would sign, and I, I said that and he asked me if Ampadu would because he saw it on Twitter whether some, I would take someone like Ampadu and obviously I would but you say Neil Ampadu and other people keep mentioning him he's already a Premier League footballer he's he's capable of playing in the Premier League There's, I, I just cannot see that happening I cannot see Ampadu dropping down to the Championship because he could already be playing for a top six Premier League football club right now in my opinion Wow Yeah it's a big shout but it's a fair point and the only thing that might play in his favour is that regular footballer you know quite often at that age it's good for a player to drop down to the championship to prove themselves and it's, it's a physical league so you know that that's what we could see but um obviously we'll we'll reflect in a future podcasts you know over the summer on the season gone by and you know who else we could see coming into the club in the areas that we should that we should look to address but you know as I say, we're on our way to the awards, and we're gonna we're gonna talk after the awards on our way down. We'll either be in a really happy mood or disappointed if we've been kind of City cheated out of a bad decision again, uh, reflecting on the Manchester United game on Sunday. So, let's catch you then. Well, welcome back to the view from the Ninian. It's me, Scott, Gareth, and Paul. We're on the way back from the Football Blogging Awards. Sadly, it wasn't to be. Cardiff City in the big time. It's just not meant to be. We didn't win, but a great experience. You know, we had a great time. We met John Parkin. You know, that won the goal on his debut for Cardiff City. And and uh, guys, what was it you said to to Big Parks? Okay, so. I mean, I'm taking a bit of stick over this now, but, you know, I was the one who kind of took the initiative and shook his hand 
to just have a chat with him and you know say you know hi I'm from Welcome Linian thought he was the chat was going well Scott and I mentioned that I have actually read his book um, at which he replied I haven't read my own book um, obviously the northern joking banter that he was doing I replied well maybe they should make it into a comic book so that you could read it <laughs> of which he went alright mate <laughs> yeah so yeah guys are lucky he didn't get a thumping from, from John Parkin but overall a good night we're on the M6 game we're on our way back down south we've been to McDonald's Paul's had Britney Spears on and, and it's time to uh, and time Beyonce yeah and it's time to look forward to <laughs> time to look forward to the Man United game on the weekend and what do you reckon boys last game of the season go out with a bang yes 100% it's going to be 3-1 to Cardiff City we're going to ruin Oli's final farewell game before they sack him for Pochettino after he's won the Champions League and um, we're going to get sweet sweet revenge over him well guys it's about time really isn't it we, we've not done too well against the top teams this season but you know Man United are, are the one you see that you know could get a, a win against um, well yeah I mean it's difficult because uh, they're going to want to sign off their season on a positive note especially um Solskjaer, who's been taking quite a lot of flack uh, in the tail end part of the season, he's he's gonna be he's got a point to prove as well against the Cardiff fans, who you know we ha- hold our opinions of Solskjaer. He's shit. Yeah, well, yeah, you could put it like that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he wasn't the greatest when he was here. He started off with a bang at Man United, but I think he's been found out now. Whether it's him or the players, I mean, you'd think. A Man United legend would be the one to kind of kickstart those players into giving a shit about playing for the club, but it seems that they're a lost cause. So if you ask me if they're one of the top clubs in the division we could take point against, then you know, yeah, definitely we've got a chance. Uh, but we can't undermine the threat that Man United pose with you know them wanting to close the season on a bit of a positive note. And you know, we, we talked earlier about not being too disheartened at, at going down, but last game of the season, you know, not a t- too bad a place to sign off in the Premier League than going away to Old, Old Trafford. Paul, you're you're making the journey up to the game, back up to Manchester for the second time in in three or four days. It's a good stadium, great one to experience. Everyone's tick off the list. Um, another kind of football in theatre. Um, yeah. On a serious note, we all know it's going to be a, a hard challenge. In, I do think Cardiff need to kind of look at it as their first kind of game of pre-season, really, in terms of psychologically preparing now for moving on. And one of the keys to our early success when we got promoted from the Championship is that we'd finished the previous season on such a high. Um, I think we turned over Huddersfield in the last game of the season, who were promoted at that stage, or at least in the playoffs, rather. So um, it's important, imperative that we treat this with the utmost importance. Don't write it off. Don't think we're on the beach, um, and give it our very best shot. And how do you see Neil Warnock approaching this? You know, does he does he stick with you know the best eleven or the best eleven available, or does he maybe give a couple who have been out of the team you know a chance to get a run out in the Premier League? You know, the likes of Alex Smithies or Greg Cunningham, those type of people, or, or does he stick with the tried and trusted? Yeah, 100%. Neil Warnock needs to um, put his strongest team out there. 
because you know he he's got he's going to want to sign off the season on a positive note as well. So you know why 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 would he want to play the the youth out there and risk you know a complete embarrassment, which is no criticism of our our, our youth team, but you know it's more than more than likely that w- would happen. You know, imagine if he does that, we lose six one. And then everyone's kind of been like, well, no, I don't want Warnock in charge next season because he ruined our kind of Premier League twilight of the season. So Yeah, I mean, maybe not the, the youth, but like I said, the likes of Smithies and, and Cunningham who, you know, signed to play in the Premier League and haven't really had too, you know, Smithies hasn't played a, a minute of Premier League football, has he? So just wondering whether he might, you know, for sentimental reasons for them, you know, it might be Smithies' only chance to play in the Premier League. So, but I, I get what you're saying, you know. Yeah, we've I, got I, to go. Even though we're down, we've got to go there and try and win. I, I see what you mean now. Yeah, I could, I could see him playing the likes of Cunningham and Smithies, who are players who could hold their own in the Premier League. Like as in, like they wouldn't embarrass themselves. But in terms of sentimentality, why would Warnock want to do that now? Like maybe he would want to do that in an approach to see right. You know, this is your chance to prove yourself next season. If you're going to stay around. But I can only see Warnock putting out a strong team there and just really going for it against a strong Man United side. Earlier on in the season, obviously the the home leg of of this you know game against United, it was Solskjaer's first game. You know, Cardiff fans were were animated in in their expression of you know telling United fans how bad we thought he was. Came to the Cardiff City Stadium, you know, wiped the floor with us a bit. I don't think we read too much into that in that, you know, it was his first game, new manager bounce, you know, the United players were maybe freed from the shackles of, of Mourinho and do you see the game going largely the same way, Paul? Um, no, because they have been on this bad run that Gareth referred to and um, morale isn't at a, at a high as it was then, they were kind of, we've got our United back and all this type of thing. Um, I don't see that being the case this time around. I think um, they're probably starting to doubt whether they made the right decision. Certainly some of the fan base are. Uh, whether they were a bit quick to give Ollie the job permanently. And um, there's probably a feeling around the place of um, apprehension about the future. And I think Cardiff City can and should capitalise on that. And of course, from a Man United point of view, I think I'm right in saying this still in with a chance of, of qualifying for the Europa League um, and obviously you know this week four English teams have, have qualified for major European finals in Liverpool Spurs in uh, in the Champions League and Chelsea Arsenal in the Europa League their neighbours Manchester City whose, whose lovely stadium we've just been at are probably going to win the league so the other top five teams are all performing are all you know, achieving results. So there's a lot of pressure on them to, to end the season high and, and try and get back into Europe. No, yeah, definitely. It's um, you know we can't discount the fact that you know Man United will be going into this game with something to prove. 100%. They've got a lot to prove uh, going into next season because the rise of teams like Tottenham, who were in the Champions League final, Tottenham Hotspur. Are literally going into the Champions League final. Liverpool, their biggest rivals, arguably, are going into the Champions League final. Man City are very much likely to win the Premier League. 
that's embarrassing for Man United. If I was a Man United fan, I'd be very, very like concerned that teams are starting to kind of overtake my team now. And as much as you can uphold the tradition and the history of your club and say, well, this is Manchester United, we'll bounce back. Football's a business. Man City are starting to run away with things. Liverpool is getting better and better. Tottenham are getting better and better. And then you've got Chelsea and Arsenal as well, isn't it? You know, they have a lot to worry about. And they could take that all out in Cardiff City this weekend. You never know what could happen. And team news, you know, it could look worrying in the centre of the park. And I've not seen any updates on Camaras's injury of either of you. No, no, no. So there's a chance he could still be missing. Arta's probably not going to be fit for it. Joe Rawls probably not going to be fit for it. Leaves Gunnarsson and uh, Bakuna probably as, as a centre pairing. Would you say? Yes. It's just not good enough, is it? When you think about it, like I'm not complaining. I, I love Gunnarsson. Bakuna's just not well, nowhere near Premier League level. He'd be a good squad player possibly in the Championship. But when you look at that. Manchester United centre midfield of Pogba and other players like Herrera and Mata and you know etc Lingard going through the centre attack midfield sometimes and it's, it's quite a scary prospect that we're very limited and weak would you reckon Paul? Yeah uh, it does worry me that Gunnish, um, Warnock has highlighted Bakuna as Gunnison's natural successor and I haven't seen anything in Bakuna's game yet to suggest one that they're a similar type player yeah, they seem two. totally different players yeah, to me. Absolutely. Or two that he's anywhere near the level of, of Gunnison. So um, that is concerning for me. And it's I still very early agree. on, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's very early on, though, Paul. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's, it's very harsh to uh, put the jury out of Bakuna yet because we've seen in our time sport in Cardiff how players can flourish even with a bad start. And, you know, Bakuna's kind of come in uh, in January when we were already doing bad. To playing in the Premier League which could just be a level above him he could, he could be unbelievable for us in the Championship you never know how players might do for us next season so let's not write him off do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's divided Cardiff fans a bit hasn't he? You know, I've, I've seen plenty of people label him as rubbish plenty of people like you said given the benefit of the doubt of, of not you know not having long to settle and and stuff like that and stuff where he's not really done much wrong but not really done too much right either it, do you know what I mean it's kind of just I don't really know what to expect him and I, I agree with you Paul I don't see him at all as as Gunnarsson's replacement they're, they're totally different players for me but Bakuna's athletic and energetic and is more to me of a a box to box and you know if he was going to replace anyone it'd probably be Arta in that box to box role um, it'd be interesting I think to, to see him at right back um, where he's obviously played a fair bit and I know he can cover there um, he's, he's athletic and, and would bomb forward so that would be interesting and surely a, a different option to Lee Peltier I love Lee Peltier though I, I I, I honestly I was taken aback by how much Lee Peltier surprised me this season he's my man like I love him <laughs> he's the one mate and well we were talking on the way up here how, how well he's done in the last you know since January really I remember was it January we played Arsenal away or around that time and I remember I think he started I remember thinking God he's done really well here um, because let's be honest coming into this season we all thought we needed a new right back in January we all thought we needed a new right back um, Bruno Manga went inside to centre half after after Bamba's injury and Peltier stepped up and he, he's been phenomenal really yeah 
I, 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 I'm very, very excited at the prospect of our defenders. Hopefully, if we can keep hold of all of them, you know, I can, I can see Manga possibly going. I think Bamba's too old for a move. Um, I think Bamba loves it here as well. Bamba loves Cardiff, yeah. But when you think about it, if we manage to keep Bennett and Peltier, we have two. Well, we have one very, very technically gifted left back in Joe Bennett on the left. And we have a very, very strong and resilient right back in Lee Pelcher, who's also very experienced. I mean, Paul, you love Lee Pelcher, don't you? It's, yeah, I haven't spoken to him and kind of watched him. He's, he's like, in my opinion, he's a, a typical Cardiff City player. He's yeah. sort of blood and guts and 100%, doesn't take any messing, takes no prisoners. He's the only person I've ever seen tackle somebody with a diving header and put their shoulder out for <laughs> and miss the next four weeks of the season. So. Yeah, for me, I'm with you. Peltier for me is key player. Yes, um, best best scouts right back in the in the league, I'd say. Be- better than Trent Alexander Arnold. 100 oh, <laughs> percent. Yeah, miles better. One hundred percent. Peltier would have seen that that corner kick about five seconds earlier than than Trent, I reckon. Well, yeah. Played with a diving header on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it, it, it's Man United on the weekend. What's your score predictions, guys? We'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 8-0 to Cardiff as a <laughs> final uh, hurrah in the Premier League. It's probably worth pointing out that, that there was free beer at the event, so maybe maybe that's that's reflected in, in Gareth's prediction. Although, you know, the boys aren't particularly too happy with me because I, I told them there was a three-course meal and it was only a single course. So. Yeah, just a little tiny Ginster's pie, basically. Yeah, 75 quid. Yeah, I'm getting some stick for that. But Paul, what, what's your prediction? Manchester United one, Cardiff City three. Two Ended. goals in the 85th minute onwards. Nice. Big bold claim there. And Peltier sir- diving header. Come on then, Scott. What's Peltier your diving header. I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. Not as optimistic as Paul, and definitely not as optimistic as as Gaz. But you're being pessimistic by being saying I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a one-one draw. But I think that's quite respectable. End, end the season. You take that, wouldn't you? Stop, stop, but uh, stop Solskjaer's United getting the Europa League. I take, I take great pride in that. I would take a lot of pride in that. It would make my season. Go on then. Go on. <laughs> well, we're settled there, and you know, end of season. Next week, we're going to do a uh, an end of season review. So make sure you tune in for that. And uh, thank you to everyone that voted for View from the Ninian in the Football Blogging thank Awards. You. Thanks a lot, guys. Legends. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more like this at viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you check us out. Come on, city.